Broadcasting from the beautiful Hill Country in Texas, this is OneRadioNetwork.com. Well, very pleasant good morning to you. Hi there, this is Patrick Timpone. I wear my hippie shirt today because one of my good friend hippie, Steve Falconer, is here. And he was before hippies. That's B-E, before B-H, before hippies. Uh, Steve has got Space Busters, fun guy. And uh, we'll talk to him in just a moment. Just take a little bit of business, not much. What do we have next week? I think we have Dr. Jennifer Daniels. She is one of our more popular, uh, well, she's one of our popular guys. And she's going to be here on Monday, which is the 4th, 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 yeah, the 4th Monday. And then uh, the uh, Real World of Money next Wednesday with uh, Fred Dachewski. And then the Baileys, uh, the great uh, Bailey team uh, out of New Zealand. Uh, the Show Me the Virus team, uh, wife, and they're going to be, wife and husband, they're going to be here next week. Speaking of that, Steve Falconer, Space Busters, is going to be, is doing a working, doing a film with Mark Bailey on his, on his work. Good for you. Hi, Steve. That's correct. Hi. Patrick, good to be back. Thank you for having me again, man. It's, I love this show. Well, thank you. Thanks for coming on. Uh, Steve is, uh, Space Busters is your main thing. And you are in Copenhagen, right? Copenhagen. That's right, yeah. Copenhagen. Yep. Uh-huh. I'm actually working with uh, Mark Bailey, yeah, right now. Uh, I'm good friends with Mark and Sam, the Baileys. And Mark, uh, I don't know if people know, he wrote a, a paper, A Farewell to Virology, 70 pages, where he just went into detail and just blew it out of the water. It's over, pretty much. Yeah, There's yeah, no yeah. coming back. There's no coming back, um, right? Yeah. Mark and I are, are working together on a three-film series, turning his paper into a movie version um, with visuals. It's not reading off the paper. You know, it's, right. it's quite hard work for a film. But um, And his, his was an expert edition for virologists and scientists to read. So I don't like to say dumb it down, but I'm trying to translate it to the public language yeah. um, so that anybody can understand it, no matter what you know about virology or not, oh, which is good. challenging. But yeah. it's going to be great. How long do you think uh, before it comes out and you have an ETA? Are you going to do it a, well, a section at a time? Some, yeah, yeah, a section at a time. So I'm, um, we're we're not in a rush because my life is very busy right now. So I'm making it as I can. I, we don't have a deadline. We're right. just by by the end of the year, all three will be out. But it's you know these are taking a good two months, two and a half months apart. So th- these are tough films to make. Oh yeah. And uh, I, I have before I forget, I sent you in the chat. Uh, right after we talked last, we released our children's book on all Amazons around the world, The Dukes of Dents. Um, and my my illustrator and publisher have been bothering me because I keep forgetting to plug the book. <laughs> Would you send it an email? Because I'm such a luddite, I don't know even how to do chat. Would you send? Well, that? I just sent the, I sent the cover picture. But if anyone goes on Amazon, it's called The Dukes of Dents. D E N S E. Oh, I'll find it. And it's it's a children's book uh, about a little town called Dents inside a square fence, hmm. and it's owned by these two dukes. They own all the food, the water, schools, electricity, the people, everything. And the book is kind of about how they get away with it and how they keep everyone down and what what they do to control everyone. And I won't give away the ending, but the the children start to catch on to what the Dukes are up to. And it's a moral book. It's a morality book. It's an awake book. I won't call it woke. Um, it's it's for children. It's to make them think and ask, what would now that you recognize this, what would you do if you if you saw this happening? You know, so it gets the kids to start thinking and talking to 
their parent if they're reading it with a parent or carer or whatever you know um so if, especially if there's anyone who's homeschooling like this is a this is a book you want uh, in your yeah. school library for young kids that's great we have a lot of homeschoolers that listen to us so that would be fun i think i could even i could pull up that little video and play that you have on youtube well We'll do that. Oh, that's this, okay. Huh? No, just 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 if they go to okay. it, it, that's the video form. But every single Amazon, whatever country you're in, they have it. So look up the Dukes of Dents, uh, illustrated by Tracy Northern. She did an amazing job. You'd like this because I don't know if you remember in the '70s. Do you remember Highlights Magazine and all those '70s children's books? That I do not <laughs> know, but you know, I was okay. mostly, mostly stoned in the '70s, so. <laughs> yeah, I was, I, that was the 80s for me but um tracy's illustration style is is really 70s you know it's really old mm-hmm. school uh super cool um uh, so yeah it's, it's really done well it's a it's a great book and it, we're making a series um there's four more coming so she's illustrating the second book right now which will be coming out another story um it's very akin to dr seuss actually yeah I, i'm looking at the cover now it's real. It's, it's cool. The Dukes of Dents. Check it out, and you can just get that on Amazon, right? Any any Amazon, yeah. Dukes of Dents in the children's books, and you'll find it. Yeah. Well, you know what they say, Steve. If you want to get something done, you ask a busy man. Yeah. Right. That's true. <laughs> yeah, that's it right. Really is. Isn't it fun that the more you do, then the more you do? Isn't it interesting? It is really, yeah. yeah. You, it, I think you, you just get motivated. You know, life seems to be habits, doesn't it, Patrick? Yeah, sure. Cycles. Um, you can get into really bad ruts, and if you really take your time, you you can get yourself into new ruts. And I fi- I feel that way, just like you. Huh. Once I start creating, as soon as I finish a project, I don't even have a day break, and I'm on the next thing already, or right. multitask quite often. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. I have a little thing about the virus thing that I want to tell you about. I'm excited about. You know, I'm a screenwriter. I've written three screenplays, three. First one is about a president that takes over the Fed called The Real World of Money. We've won a few awards with that. And then it takes a long time to get young about a dude that that keeps young forever. And um, the the boys, the Davos boys, kidnap him because they, they think he's taking him some magic potion, you know. Uh, <laughs> and they want it. And, but, but all he's doing it is like I do. I just don't think I'm going to get older, and that's how it works. But they, they think he's on something. Anyway, um, I have talked to the whole Show Me the Virus crowd, Lanka and Cowan, Kaufman, Vollmer, the Baileys, of course, Stone, and other people, and they have agreed to come on to be consultants, and I'm going to write a drama for Hollywood kind of movie. Nice. Yeah, it's yeah. A, like a 45-ish, you know, homeopathic gal kind of like a Vollmer, kind of really feisty, and she sues the uh, AMA, or we, I haven't figured out who yet, to show me the virus, because, you know, you guys don't have a virus, right? And so yeah. they're going to act as like the, it'll solely be a drama, courtrooms, and we'll lose a case, and then we'll, you know, then we'll appeal it and take it all the way to Supreme Court. And oh, they get to say this stuff in court. In then, court, and then yeah. And it'll be interesting, yeah, yeah. because people watching, they're going to, they're going to be the jury, right? They're going to be the jury. And by the time you go through two hours of courtroom dramas with attorneys going, well, what about this? What about this? What about this? They're going to know yeah. there is no virus. So I'm excited right. about it. We're going to do it. <laughs> yeah. 
Brilliant. Yeah, that that's a great way to reach people. Fiction is a great avenue. That's it the is. same why we're doing the children's books is because uh, you don't put your defenses up when you're watching fiction. You just go, oh, it's a movie or a book. Right. You let your guards down. And so information can get in without you having all the the fronts that society has put into all of us. So right. it's a really genius way to reach people. And the elites do it to us. I mean, yeah, they're sure. putting their satanic crap in all of our movies. So why not fight back in the same same way? Why not? Yeah, tell a story. Have you seen some movies of late that that uh, demonstrate what you've just said? Have you seen any that are sticking out for you? Uh, I don't watch much. I, I was actually uh, yeah, I was in the states for Christmas, and my brother and I were watching um, some of these black. I think it's called the Blacklist. It was like a Netflix series yeah. with this guy wanted by the fbi and you can see it every other one it's a, they're making a bioweapon you know or like it's a virus or a germ or this you know the nuclear scare there's they just pump it there's always some bs somewhere in there where it's just 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 like what just happened with project veritas right yes sir he breaks into this Pfizer guy. He's undercover recording him, and oh, they're talking about how they're releasing a modified weapon, you know. And, and you're like, it doesn't exist. It's just perpetrating the germ myth, you know. Uh, it, it looks like they're on your side, but these people are not stupid. As so long as you believe there's viruses, you know. And actually, Sam Bailey just released a film the other day about about this Veritas scam. Yeah, I saw it. Yeah, um, yeah. So they know that a lot of us know there aren't viruses so they have no problem pretending to be on our side but steering the narrative toward gain of function or you know uh whatever this new name is for yeah. function or the lab leak yeah. yeah they don't care that you think that they're doing it they just care you think there is an it that's right <laughs> yeah that's well I mean? said yeah you know, as long as you keep talking about an it existing you can you can dance around it all you want, and it just drums in that it does exist, right? Just drums in. Yeah, because you can even admit, you can say, we did it. We made it. But so long as you think there's an it, you'll take the medicine for the it, and the next <laughs> time there's another it, you'll believe that and take that medicine and whatever. I don't even want to call it medicine. It's killer, you know, it's death injections. But still, yeah, they, even though you you think they did it, they don't care so long as there's an it and there isn't there is no it you know i i find it fascinating too a lot of our listeners are very well informed on this stuff but you so often i get emails and they still believe they caught something you know because it's just been yeah. so i'm not criticizing them but it's so drummed into them that that something was out there getting them you know and it does it does seem like it there's a reason sure. germ theory is still around is because it always does seem like there is something going around um but the, of course you know uh that was one of my last films biochemistry debunks religion freemasonry and chickenpox i don't know if you saw that no i love the title that's right. i released that yeah i released that one in uh december um and i went into all of the explanations as to what why does this look like we are catching stuff right and it's two and a half hours showing people that it's not that but here's what it could be and it's probably a combination of all of this and actually it's a circle and all the alternative fields are fighting over where does this circle start it's 
you know, it's an energy problem. It's a mineral problem. It's a, a it's water thinking, problem thinking, in your body, problem. emotional, German yeah. new medicine. Yeah. Well, it's all of it. Wow. It's a combination of all of it. Yes. Sir. And it's bioresonance and there's pheromones involved and there's a lot of things, placebo and nocebo, mm-hmm. uh, you know. So there are so many explanations as to why things seem contagious, like chickenpox. However, because all of the money gets pumped into germ theory by the mainstream establishment, there aren't a lot of studies on the alternative. But in fact, there are. It's not like these are guesses. There's a lot of scientific research showing these other sciences. It's just that the public is never told about them. So my last film was was that. It was showing you what is chickenpox, mumps, measles, STDs, rubella, right. scarlet fever. And what is it, really? What is happening in the body? And more importantly, who gives a crap what caused it? What do you do about it? Mm-hmm. What's the name of that? that I want to put that video on our front page. What's the name of it? I'm gonna, yeah, it's oh. called Biochemistry okay. Debunks Religion, Freemasonry, and Chickenpox. <laughs> That'll be and great. I, go into a, I take a small dive into esoteric biochemistry, talking about what the Bible is really talking about. Those are allegories. They're not real people in historical stories. They're talking about the body. And the body, the ancients understood all of the systems of the body, and they drew them out in the stars above in what we call the zodiac. Uh, right? Let me put this up they there. Drew, they drew all the body. I don't know if you can see that. Yeah, we can. Through the body up in the stars in the zodiac and all of the organs and all of the electrical systems and all of the 12 minerals that make up these systems that resonate with the stars above and then they put the monuments on the ground to mirror the stars which mirror the body and that's what films like zeitgeist got wrong they were correct they said oh yeah jesus and buddha and you know all the way back these are stories of the sun what they don't understand is the story of the sun and the zodiac is the story of what's going on inside the human body from the brain aries all the way down to the feet um, and that's the part that a lot of these esoteric movies miss is that this is a physical biochemical science also it's not just about the stars the stars are part of this science they all work together it's syncretism so the are the stars then would be part of us and we're part of them in a a sense well it's like if you look at the constellation leo Mm -hmm. right it's it's it looks like a stick figure rocking horse it doesn't look like a lion (laughs) you Mm -hmm. know like a five-year-old child could draw a better lion than a stick figure horse in the sky so those star clusters are named after the lion because that's leo the lion heart it's yellow that's the color yellow in the chakra wheel in the electromagnetic spectrum right so it's the, the the stars are drawn because there was the ancients figured out cymatics they figured out that that part of the sky was beaming down vibrations that resonate with a certain mineral in our body right so they call that leo um, because that's the magnesium phosphate there it's it's like your body is made of 12 minerals and i described it in my movie like chicken wire okay so these inorganic minerals make up an energetic and magnetic frame like chicken you know when you're making paper mache Mm -hmm. if you're going to make a paper mache duck well first you have to 
take the chicken wire and build the duck, right? Then to glue the paper onto, right? So it's like, well, why is my liver a liver and not a banana? Or why is my brain a brain and not a liver, right? It's because all of the body parts are made up of combinations of these 12 mineral salts, and they start to form the framework that attract the organic matter that fuse with the electricity and the spirit, the energy and the water, and turn clay into human beings, as the Bible says, dust. You know, it, it turns inorganic, non-living material into living, animated material. Which would be how divine spirit manifests itself through us. Yes, in into us. Yeah, into we are us. a manifestation mm. of spirit in the physical. Yeah. yeah. Your, yeah. your desk is not even though it's made up of some of the minerals in that yeah why isn't your desk walking around and but you are right so so th this is a, a very old science that the the ancients understood and it has to do with all of it cymatics the acupuncture guys are right there is an energetic vortex in the body as well they're correct mm -hmm. the german new medicine people are correct the mind and your thoughts will start making biochemical changes to your body that will need to heal and go through a healing crisis, right? Uh, everybody's correct. Bad thoughts, when you look at the work of Vita Austin or mm -hmm. um, Dr. Emoto, right. if you ruin the water structure in your body, you're gonna ruin the mineral and electrical structure in your body. You know, if you take the anode and cathode and take the electrolyte out of the, out of the middle of your battery, it's not gonna run. If you have too much acid in your body's system, in alchemical lore, acid is Satan saturn satan hmm. and when you have too much acid in the system it sags apart the poles the electric poles of the body and you start to have bad thoughts and you start to get really upset over things that shouldn't upset you right like um you know german new medicine says that one of the healing traumas of chicken pox is when your children are separated from their family like when they have to go to daycare too young this is when a lot of kids start getting a lot of these diseases and they say, yeah, well, they're having an emotional trauma of being ripped apart from their parents, stuck into this weird place with 30 kids they don't know and some weird dull adults. And a lot of them express chickenpox. They have an anxiety attack. And mm -hmm. now not all the kids do. Some of the kids are quite happy having a good old time in there. They don't all get traumatized by this experience. And German New Medicine doesn't address this. Now, what this is is a mineral deficiency, actually. So there, there's mineral deficiencies, and then they start to turn your brain and body acidic, and this is what the film goes into. Hmm. And those people get way too sensitive about stuff that should just be pretty normal stuff to handle, and, and they trip out and they freak out, and those are the ones who start having problems. You know, and th this happens a lot at chicken pox parties as well, but there's also fibrin detox. Um, you know, as Things children are growing, right. and you. Yeah. Yeah, you've had Amanda talk about this, yeah. yeah. It kind of rites um, of passage where the kids go through a rite of passage with the measles, mumps, and things like that. Well, you also, you're growing. you got to think some of these kids grow like six inches at a time in growth spurts, right? Well, the old fibrin in your body get, is dead and needs to be removed mm -hmm. somehow. Mm -hmm. And if you don't have the correct minerals in your body to remove them normally, they have to do it somehow, and they're going to come out through skin lesions and yeah. bumps. Yeah. But not all the kids are in a growing spurt, and some are. And now you're also getting into bioresonance, pheromones, 
nocebo your mom or dad tell you you're going to billy's house to get the chicken pox right and you're like oh shit i guess i'm gonna get the chicken pox <laughs> and so you, you maybe you don't need to de to express you know get rid of fibrin but you do because you were told that's what you're going there to do and it can trigger this you know but some kids aren't in a growth spurt that's why you know 12 kids go to a chicken pox party four of them get the chicken pox and the other seven come home or eight and nothing happened to them you know, Steve, uh, Steve Falcon is with us. Our phone lines are out because it rained, and that's what happens in Dripping Springs. But you can email Patrick, OneRadioNetwork.com. I've been doing a lot of body work the last couple of years, really with my neck stretching, you know, like crazy. And you, if you get real quiet on a yoga mat at 2 in the morning and just don't think of anything and just watch the show when you're doing that, I see little images and pictures and feelings and words from when I was a kid popping out. So we, we must store all of these little engrams or worries or anxious moments, you know, in our body. I know we do. Yeah. I, I see them coming out. It's, it's a trip. It's a trip. It is. I think Dr. Monzo's into that a lot, too. And, um, uh, he's a guy called Dr. Monzo. Check him out. He, he's got some really good stuff. It's a, uh, what do you call it? Ta Yave, Tave. It's like an Israeli body, an, elect, huh? an energetic body electro healing system. Um, but German New Medicine has a lot of this as well. You know, you have to clear these traumas that now, now it's you're not having a, a dis-ease expression because of the trauma. It's the healing of the trauma that causes the expression that's of right. the dis-ease. And when the body is and healing, that, when the pain is there, that's when the body's healing. Right. You're healing, and then, of course, as you know, our modern medicine calls that the sickness mm -hmm. <laughs> when it's healing. Yeah. And of course, they give you suppressants to stop you from healing, which, you know, which is what all allopathic medicine is about—is suppressing healing. Um, so, but yeah, it's important to understand. But sometimes you keep a lot of this old locked trauma in you from childhood. Sure. I mean, look at school, for instance. Jeez. I mean, you know, we were put into like pretty much a prison camp, like a concentration camp. You got to don't speak unless spoken to. Sit there with your mouth shut. When the bell rings, get your ass. You got two minutes to get to class. <laughs> you know, do this, do that. I mean, that's freaking traumatic. And, then, and as, Bob, as Bob Dylan saying, you know, 20 years of schooling and they put you on the day shift. You know, <laughs> well, after 20 years of being in a concentration camp, if you don't think you're still even at our age carrying around a lot of shit baggage from that think again i don't care how awake you are and spiritual and how much yoga you do you've got baggage from we, school still and i think we keep cleaning it out steve that's my experience we can just keep <laughs> keep cleaning it out you know spiritually mentally physically uh steve falconer is with us um i went to our lady of perpetual payments you know and uh <laughs> they, they got that guilt thing happening you know what i'm saying yeah i've seen things on on the interplanes when i travel around at night and i'm going into some kind of a dark area like an engram because i want to work through it right and i know i want to go in there and i know it's going to be great when i come on the other end but i keep oftentimes i'll come up with this idea of oh i don't deserve this i can't do this no this would be too good isn't that fascinating how these subconscious ideas can be hanging around in there i can't do that no that'd be too that'd be i can i can feel that crazy I, and like little kids don't have that when you look at a two-year-old they think they can do anything oh, they, they do want whatever they, they want do. They, yeah 
And they do, yeah. So you got to ask, where did I get that crazy idea? <laughs> yeah, and you got it from yeah. school probably, and from Our Lady of Perpetual <laughs> Payment <laughs> Church did it to you. Yeah, and your parents got it from their parents and their parents, and then they did it to you. Yeah, you know, I, I mean, I had a, I have a book called, um, so I can't even remember what it's called, The Way to a Perfect Man or something like that. Chapter two said, uh, "Live life like your father's already dead." Ooh. That was the title of chapter two, meaning like you don't owe anyone any explanation. You don't have to live your life for anybody except you. Yes, sir. You don't have to make your parents happy or your teacher or the church or, you know, or the government, especially the worst religion of all, you know, and it, it's it, it, the way to a superior man. That's what it's called. Yeah. Um, and, and that just blew me away. Just chapter two. I was like, Jesus, man, how much of my life has been to try to impress, make my, you know, make my parents proud right, of me. Right, yeah. yeah. How often do you hear you that? Know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, here's and, an email. Yeah, and how many people do that? Yeah. Here's an email for you from Eli. I love it Hello, when you Eli. have... Eli. Hi, Eli. I love it when you have Steve on. I am a Christian, though, and I believe in the Bible, so to, so is he saying that Jesus didn't exist? And uh, Give me more ideas of what you think about Steve, he's saying. <laughs> Rather than get into that right now, Eli, why don't you also go watch my film? <laughs> because that's a three-hour conversation. Uh, and you should never listen to me or what I'm saying or what I believe. I, I respect your beliefs, Eli, even if they are different from mine. Um, so what I would say, rather than getting into that now in a three-minute call-in segment, mm -hmm. I would say, if you can, go to BitChute or Odyssey and watch my film, um, biochemistry debunks Freemasonry, religion, and chickenpox, and as see for yourself what I'm saying and why, because that's two and a half hours of me explaining what I'm saying and showing you the proof instead of me sitting here and being taken out of context. I, I show you with two and a half hours of severe <laughs> research visuals. <laughs> you know, uh, these conversations just don't go well on the air. Yeah, well, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, somebody also wants to know how do you spell the Monzo? Patrick was talking about the body and the mind, and uh, um, I believe it's Monzo. M O N Z O. I'm pretty sure. Okay. Um, in fact, if you go to Rumble, I had just set up. Um, I had Dr. Tom Cowan and Dr. Andy Kaufman on my friend Daniel from Ballbusters show talking to Brian Artis and Dr. Monzo about his snake venom theory. Um, they had a, a quite a heated debate, actually. <laughs> uh, uh, I think you can find that on Rumble right now. That just happened yesterday or the day before. So the bottom um, line is, was there any venom in the water? I mean, as far as I'm concerned, um, Tom and Andy just pretty much shut him down, and and he conceded, but he still thinks there's an it. Who? Well, artist? Wife artist does? Yeah, my wife lost her taste of sense and smell for did it, it. It had to be something, and it's like, yes, she did. But she's not the first person in the history of the world to lose her taste of sense It happens smell. all the time, right? It happens <laughs> all, all the, the time. time. Yeah. For dozens of reasons. Um, now, there are a lot of reasons a lot of people were sticking three-inch nasal swabs up into their sinus cavities, which would do that to you, especially if it was laced. There was a lot of extra stress. People were changing their eating habits. Down and down and down the list goes. Chemical changes in the body. Um, but this has been going on forever and ever and ever and ever. It's not like this 
you know same with the oh what about all the respiratory problems in early 2020 or like they didn't invent ventilators and respirators in 2020 they've been around for about 75 years because people have always had breathing problems and shortness of breath and even died from it in a hospital that's the reason those machines are there so there there was nothing really new going on even in italy as we're finding out now um in italy as it turned out in northern italy there was another one of these dioxin spills back in 1976 mm. just like happened recently mm. now and this caused long-term lung problems cancers in the lungs respiratory especially in males uh, it turns out these parts of northern italy where they said COVID happened um they are filthy pig unregulated pig farming places the water supply is filthy the air is filthy and they have a certain atmospheric condition there um where the the pressure fronts are reversed from normal and it pushes particulates down they don't escape easily so italy in in 2019 had 7,000 excess mortality deaths for respiratory death mm -hmm. And in, in 2018, they had 5,000 excess respiratory deaths. This is in one little region in northern Italy, not northern Italy. So we didn't see the CDC coming around going, oh, my God, there's a new virus. There must be a SARS is back. You know, let's make a an in silico. But they did it for Wuhan with three people in a hospital. And you have to say, well, how could you have in a little province of Italy 7,000 excess mortality, meaning they take the average of the last five years or 10 years of people who die of respiratory illness and take an, av an average mean. And these are 7,000 more. That's a lot. And 5,000. So Italy already had this happening, which is why it was a perfect place to stage this launch. Remember, they said it was Wuhan, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. which is the 11th filthiest city in the world for mm -hmm. air and water. Wow. <laughs> in northern italy because of this um so this is why they were pushing that also new york i don't know what really was going on in new york if anything i did see a lot of doctors dancing on TikTok and journalists going into hospitals in new york and the, it was empty and a lot of the film footage if you remember they showed us there were like cpr dummies remember the news was going in and there was like a, a clear plastic cpr dummy and you're like, well, if you have 30 people in here dying of COVID, surely you wouldn't need to record a dummy on a, <laughs> a bed with a ventilator. <laughs> like, couldn't you get a, a real person if there's hundreds of them around here? So I don't even think New York had anything out of the ordinary going on, but neither did Italy. It was normal what was going on there. So it was a very easy place to stage the PSYOP from. Yeah. You know what I mean? I and you know, and I understand how people. We had an email yesterday about a lady emailed in with when uh, Mike was on Mike Stone, saying, "Well, I don't understand how there couldn't be anything out there because I have a friend of mine who cured himself of cancer by taking ivermectin." Right? These kind of emails, oh, right? Got to get cancer, yeah. But yeah, I'm hearing that ivermectin is not that not that cool at all. It's terrible. Yeah. Uh, I did a film, too, on Space Busters, Ivermectin, Friend or Foe. Wow. Uh, you can go see what that does to the enzymes and to your your entire system. It's a highly toxic drug. Now, <clears throat> what happens, see, people mistake suppression for healing. As we talked about, if you have toxins inside your body, it has five ways to get them out, through your snot and boogers, mm -hmm. 
you through a cough, through sweating through your skin, urination, diarrhea, right? Or bleeding sometimes. You can actually get it out through bleeding mm-hmm. in severe cases. So your body is healing. It's trying to remove toxins. Now that's painful and you get inflammation from that sometimes and fever and swelling and it hurts. So ivermectin might take those symptoms away. You might feel great tomorrow, but it's because it suppressed your body's healing system and shut it down. And your body said, shit, now we've got a new highly toxic substance, ivermectin, uh, is highly toxic and i showed people on pubmed the toxicology of the you can go to pubmed type in the drug and it will show you what poisons and how toxic it is severely toxic wow so your body says crap we were in the middle of flushing toxins out of tissues that's why you shake you know when you sometimes when you have you're real sick you go oh you're laying in bed shaking your body is literally squeezing its tissues like a sponge to release toxic fluids from the tissue into the blood so it can be removed. That's why you're contracting. Oh, it's, like, it's actually like, squeezing, yeah, squeezing. You're literally shaking your body like a sponge, squeezing out toxins. Wow. Now you put a new deadly poison in you called ivermectin, and your body says, emergency, emergency, we don't have time to get rid of this shit. There's a, this douchebag just put this in me. We need to go that now so it stops squeezing and removing the toxins puts them back in the tissue right you'll feel good if you're lucky you'll you'll flu again in a couple months to try to get rid of this or if you take antibiotics you will kill the bacteria that are there to kill the dead rotting tissue and help you out if you kill them with antibiotics they don't die they just go to dust again they come back later if you're lucky if they don't then the dead tissue they were trying to remove for you will then need cancer it's going to have to have cancer because you can't have rotten dead tissue inside you that's septic it'll kill you so the body is going to have to start wrapping tumors around that so that it doesn't release into your body and kill you so the problem with stuff like ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine is you're going to feel good but the next time your body tries to finish that detox Mm -hmm. you're what are you going to do you're going to go oh last time i took ivermectin and that worked so you're going to take it again and do it again and if you're lucky your body will try one more time to remove it and what are you going to do you're going to take ivermectin again and then you're going to be sitting there like joe rogan will be with cancer in three years going what the hell happened you know like well you did it to yourself mate wow you, you're wow. not healing anything you're stop you're stopping you're suppressing your healing i had no idea well, that- ivermectin was that was that rotten i had no idea ferociously toxic yeah you can there's a movie i I made one called ivermectin friend or foe okay and amanda volmer has just recently done two substack articles about how bad ivermectin is as well so you can go to her um i don't know what her i I think it's yum natural is her website i don't know what her substack is Yeah. yeah so if you find amanda volmer's substack or yum natural uh, she's just done two great, great articles on ivermectin. So do you think it was a planned, I got my tinfoil hat on, I think there was a planned thing to make people believe that ivermectin was good, but it was hard to get and we were suppressing it. I mean, I think these people are that smart to do it so people would take it? I think that a lot of these alternative doctors need to be looked at. Dr. Robert Malone, Peter McCullough, right. Mercola, right? right? Now, this is not to slander any of them. They're they're entitled. But a lot of these dudes have been found out to have, you know, they've got contracts with the NHE and 
a lot of them have lucrative alternative drug contracts and especially Mercola and them they're pushing on Mercola they have their alternative treatments you know and you're like well how much who, who's paying you for that um Iver, hydroxychloroquine now if you look at a great interview Sam Bailey did with Dr. Klaus Kohnlein out mm -hmm. of Germany have yeah. you seen that before yes. yeah now, hydroxychloroquine, you used to use that for suicide because it'll if you take too much, it'll give you a, a lethal heart arrhythmia, which is a heart attack. It'll kill you. If you want to die by heart attack, go get some hydroxychloroquine <laughs> and take too much and you'll 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 be dead very shortly. So they did a London study in many countries around the world where at early COVID stages, hospitals were using hydroxychloroquine. And if you remember Project Veritas, they had this whistleblower woman who was in one of these Native American hospitals talking to one of the doctors off, you know, she had a hidden camera. And she said, well, why don't you just use hydroxychloroquine? And this doctor said, no, 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 we tried that. That had really bad results. They killed a lot of people. Now, as Klaus Kohlein said, that's because instead of 200 micrograms or milligrams, they were giving people 10,000 milligrams of this in a week, which is lethal. Wow. And so that was part of the spike we saw in the end of April. Um, it wasn't just midazolam in the hospitals and remdesivir poisoning. It was hydroxychloroquine because, and as Klaus Kohnlein said, well, why, why are they asked the guy who was in charge of the London studies, they said, why are you using hydroxychloroquine and why such high doses? And the guy said, well, we, we use hydroxychloroquine to treat amoebiosis. So we figured we upped the dose and Klaus Kohlein said, we don't use hydroxychloroquine for amoebiosis. We use hydroxyquinoline. You use the wrong drug and a high lethal dose, this imbecile, he didn't even get the drug right. It was hydro it's hydroxyquinoline you use for amoebiosis, not hydroxychloroquine. My goodness, my goodness. And, and the doses they were giving people murdered people in hospitals. And as Klaus Kohlein said, well, in Germany, uh, we didn't use hydroxychloroquine. We didn't partake in the London study. And our neighbor, Belgium, comes right up to us. They did. And they had the death spike in April. And then all of a sudden, it hit Germany's border and stopped. He's like, what, the virus just didn't have a, a passport to get across the the border? <laughs> you know? Well, it's because those death statistics were coming from hospitals changing treatment protocols for influenza and pneumonia and murdering people with hydroxychloroquine, um, uh, midazolam, and remdesivir, and, and putting people on ventilators, as Brian Artist, Dr. Artist, exposed, the, the remdesivir explodes your lower organs and floods your lungs. So the last thing you would do is put someone with flooded lungs, uh, septic flooded lungs on a, a ventilator. It's not that they don't have an oxygen coming in, it's that the lungs can't turn the oxygen out into the body. So you do not suffocate someone who's already suffocating internally with the lungs and pump more out, um, right? So that was the little death spike. Now, if you look at the world mortality rates, though, for 2020, anyone right. can go look now. They've been keeping the, the rates for the last 70 years worldwide on how many people per thousand die every year, right? They don't say why, they don't care why. It's not split up by car accidents and your wife beat you with a shoe or any of that stuff, right? Um, 2020 stats are out right now. They were lower or the same as 2019 and lower than the previous 70 years. Is that right? It's usually like 7.7 7 
7.365 people per thousand people die every year of whatever. It's the same. So even with all these hospital murders they had with the remdesivir, midazolam, and hydroxychloroquine, even with that, there's still no excess mortality worldwide. It's still sitting at 7.4, 7.3. Um, so if you had a global pandemic, that should went up to 7.8, 8. Not, it was nine something back in uh, the 1970s. Hmm. It was nine people per thousand dying. So that should have moved. So there's clear evidence that there was nothing. There's no it. <laughs> there was no it. Now, as we saw, the news said, oh, my God, in every country, the flu disappeared 98%, <laughs> like magically disappeared. And the World Health Organization's own website says every year 600 650,000 people die of the f the flu which is really pneumonia mm -hmm. uh, so if that goes away 98% and then 600,000 die of covid well clearly they just renamed the death certificates that's all they did and and it's been admitted the hospitals were getting paid to put covid as a secondary part of death not as cause right Huh. So we we know what they did. It's they're busted. Oh, you really got geeky on your research. God, I love you. That's great. Good for you, man. <laughs> I love geeky researchers well, like that. Well, it's important because if yeah. there's people who say, "Well, something happened," there's nothing happened. Right. Nothing, nothing happened. happened. And isn't it fascinating to your earlier part point and what uh, Mike Stone talked yet talked to us yesterday? There is no it, and as long as you believe there's a net. The world is your oyster, man. You can do all yeah. kinds of stuff, right? I mean, we still have people in the natural world going after parasites, which in my opinion, I, I'm not trying to kill anything in my body. I, I think, what do you think about parasites? Yeah. The, well, that's a great point, Patrick. And the, a lot of people are changing our minds about parasites too because on the one hand, a parasite wouldn't be there unless you were giving it a free all-you-can-eat Vegas buffet. <laughs> you know, like, All you can eat. They eat sugar, they eat acid, and they eat heavy metals uh -huh. and stuff. That's mm -hmm. what they eat. Crap. Okay. They're, they're garbage eaters. If you have parasites, it's because you've got crap garbage in your body that shouldn't be there. So you've got two options. Change your body, get rid of the acidity, get it more alkaline pH, flush out the metals and stop put eating sugar and white bread and all that shit mm -hmm. and the parasites will eject naturally they don't hang around in places they you know it's it's the same like when you know so, somebody's at a vegas buffet getting a free buffet and now the they come up and go sir you've been here too long it's now 25 dollars to eat the lobster that dude's going down the street <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> out of here. Going out the, to the tropicana next he's out of there i kind of intuit too <laughs> that parasites are trying to eat up cancer cells and uh, other kind of damaged cells. Do you Garbage, think? yeah. Do you think? So the, the one thing you have to watch out, if you're going to remove parasites, which is good, if if you're going to do a parasite removal detox with diametaceous earth and activated charcoal and Stuff. you know all the other things you can use, well, you better make sure you take care of what they were there helping you with because if you get rid of the parasites but still keep the sugar and heavy metals and acid in your body, you're in big trouble. Hmm. You just removed the, the janitors who were eating it for you. So, you know, you, you better make sure you have a protocol to, to get, if you're going to get rid of the janitors, you better get rid of why they were there. 
But but aren't parasites there for a reason also, not to eat up the bad stuff? How would we know who we're killing if we try to kill stuff? I mean, doesn't get that get tricky? I mean, how much and how do... Well, this is one of the things with dewormers like ivermectin, right. for instance, right? People, oh yeah, well, ivermectin, it kills the parasites and it's so bad that it paralyzes their mouth so they can't eat and then ruins the exoskeleton off their body and you're like... So it poisons the parasite. Yeah, yeah, it poisons the parasite. And you're like, you don't think it poisons you where the parasite's living? You think ivermectin has a magic targeting system that just goes to parasites? No, it poisons everything. It poisons the parasite by poisoning the host. You. Yeah. (laughs) That's what it is. Isn't ivermectin the main ingredient in all these... uh heartworm things for animals they try to sell isn't that it, it's a dewormer yeah. yeah and you have to watch out see the thing is uh, they had a lot of people uh they had industrial accidents with ivermectin where a lot of people died in the factories working around it and stuff wow. they only did rat studies though this is the problem now a horse i mean a horse has a kidney and a liver like the size of a you know of my computer it's huge but you don't and they only did the study on rats. So when they talk about a lethal dose for ivermectin, they're taking a guess based on what happened to rats, how much it took to kill rats. Mm-hmm. See, but you, I mean, you got to watch out. You're taking a poison and anyone can go on to PubMed, P-U-B-M-E-D.com, PubMed, and look up ivermectin and it will show you all the toxicology and what's in it, all the ingredients, how toxic it is what's dangerous about it why it'll kill you it'll tell you right then and there mm. people have used uh, people have used pure gum spirits of turpentine i have and it'll kind of stun the the bad guys as well and then the body that'll will ditch do it, them. yeah yeah the body will ditch them yeah and there you know that's what i'm i'm not saying it like you might have you might be so Could toxic that you're yeah yeah, you might be so toxic that you're riddled with parasites, and now you're not even getting any of your own nutrition and cell salts. They're taking everything. So there are times like that where you should go see a, a holistic doctor or a homeopathic doctor, or even if you do go to an allopathic doctor, it, make sure you do work with a professional if you're going to sit there and start like deworming, you know, deworming yourself. Or make sure you know what you're doing before you do that. There are times when you can have too many and you need to get rid of them. What I'm saying is you can't get rid of them and then continue injecting heavy metals into your body and eating sugar and white bread and all that. Because something has to get rid of that. Something has to remove it. I did a little, uh, this was 10 years ago, Steve. It was a hold Clark thing where you put these little um, um, essential oils in a capsule and they were just common things like uh, oregano and some, you know, just common spices, right? And you put so many yeah. drops in and you do this like twice a day, three, something like that. And I had some worm about this size come out of my butt. I mean, it was a yeah. silver worm. It was like, what's up with that? Isn't that crazy? Yeah. yeah this was well, just- and they, it's true. See, they, they don't, if they don't want to be, they don't like certain conditions. Yeah. So that's true. All you did was you took away the buffet and replaced it with a bunch of, uh, you know, I don't know, Lebanese food or something they don't like. You know, they're like, I'm out of here, man. I'm going to the Tropicana. It was amazing. Yeah, but there are other, yeah, you can do that. And there are other ways to do that. 
you could also just change your diet in acidity sure. and alkalinity and, and warm cut down on your dairy. Yeah. Yeah. So if you get rid of the reason they're there, they'll leave. Do you, do like you, that oregano didn't, it's not like oregano was the bouncer and grabbed a worm three inches long and said, come on, no, you're no, out of here. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> he yeah. saw the oregano. He's like, I'm getting the hell out of here, man. This place sucks. So it appears um, we did a great show with the Dr. Thomas Seafried, who's been researching what causes cancer and what feeds cancer for 25 years. He's got 150 peer-reviewed papers. He's an awesome guy. And right. he said it's sugar. He said it's sugar and <laughs> glutamine is what feeds uh, tumors, and they can prove it. They can prove it. Yeah, I mean, cancer research, is it's its a funny one because there are so many other theories. Like, it's another one of those things where no matter who you ask, there's 40 there's always, different opinions sure. on what you know what I mean? So uh, I, I try not to get into it, but I'm of the opinion the body is self-healing. So if you make the conditions correct, whether cancer is something you got or it's there to help you by containing bad yes, dead tissue, what you want to do is you need to get rid of the dead tissue. If the cancer is enclosing uh, toxins, you, you don't want to get rid of the tumor. You want to get rid of the toxins, and then the tumor have no reason to be there anymore because mm -hmm. they're doing a the job. Mm -hmm. That's one idea. Another one is that the cancer is your enemy and da-da-da-da-da. Mm -hmm. Well, either way, it's it's the same with parasites. You don't catch cancer. You didn't get cancer like, oh, unlucky me, like everyone thinks. You you have cancer because you did something to your body. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that isn't good. Yeah, so, and you that can be turned around. There's a lot good with CBD oils, like we were talking about. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think Tommy Chong from Cheech and Chong, I think he healed his cancer. Mm -hmm. But the body is um, in a self-healing phase all the time, right? Just is. It is a self-healing organism. If, mm -hmm. as um, I think it was Dr. T.C. Fry said, just stay stay out of its way and let it <laughs> let nature do what it knows how to do. Quit 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 interrupting. Yeah. Where was uh, Steve Falconer? Space Herbert Shelton. Yeah. Yeah. Space Buster. Steve, stay right there. We're going to do a little break here and then promote a couple products. This is uh, OneRadioNetwork.com. He's fun to talk to, man. And really geeky research. We love it. Uh, email Patrick at OneRadioNetwork.com if you want to. Uh, tune in with Steve and uh, ask him a question. Some pretty good stuff. The colostrum is on sale. And I'm going to show you a little video with Daniel Vitalis. It's on sale 20% off now. 20% off on Sir Thrivo's colostrum. For my first meal of the day, I like to make a blended drink, and I'm always basing my blended drinks around colostrum. Colostrum adds so much creamy flavor and texture that if you don't have it, smoothies start to seem a little bit watery to me. Now I'm gonna be combining it with a bunch of other ingredients, but it really is the all-star. Colostrum has so many health benefits. Probably it's best known for its effects on the immune system. There's actually an article in PubMed showing colostrum to be three times more effective against flu and flu symptoms than flu vaccines are, even in high-risk patients. It's incredible for fighting flu and other viral-type infections. It's also really good for building lean muscle mass. In fact, it contains all 89 of the known mammalian growth factors. It's also very good for the gut lining. So people who suffer from things like Crohn's, IBS, uh, leaky gut syndrome, a lot of those folks are using colostrum in the regenerative process to heal and restore their gut lining. 
And one of the things I love about it is that it's a complete food. So colostrum contains everything a mammal needs to thrive. It contains all of the essential amino acids. It contains all of the essential lipids or fats. It contains all of the essential glyconutrients. Those are essential sugars that we need for our immune function. So it's got all of that and all those growth factors, which means this is really a complete food for human beings or for any other mammals. Tastes great. It's got the fuel I need to get through the day, and it's got all those added health benefits thanks to the colostrum tube. And it's on sale 20% off. 20% off. Use promo code OPTIMIZE. Let me check that real quickly, see if that's correct. OPTIMIZE. O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E. 20% off, and that's through, I think, the 15th. So we have another couple weeks, but get some. Uh, we like to put uh, the colostrum in a smoothie with some coconut milk. And then this is also another product that you can get from Sir Thrival when you get your colostrum on sale. And this is black walnut. Just black walnuts. That's all it is. These are wild forged by hand. And they figured out a CO2 process, how to get these pumpkins into a powder. And it's really a nice product. And uh, let's see. Um, per serving, there's a quarter cup per serving and then um, a little bit of carbs and then 17 grams of protein if you like protein. So if you're vegan or vegetarian or even if you're a carnivore like I am a lot, you can, uh, these are wild trees, wild protein, black walnut. Isn't that fun? And then this is one of the uh, the colostrums you can get. This one here, I have strawberry, and it's a really great product. There's no sugar sugar. There's just a little monk fruit in there, so the total sugars are like less than one gram, which is pretty cool. But if you did it in coconut milk and, the, and this, you know, the colostrum, and then also the black walnut, maybe some uh, coconut oil, too, or some other kind of fat, that's a really nice thing to start your day and help you build muscles. I've been doing the muscle building thing and we're using a product called X3. If you would go on one radio network, you can look at it. They're using elastic bands and uh, you do every, uh, every organ or every, every different muscle group. I can get that, every different muscle group. So say you're doing a... Uh, um, High press chest, you know, what do they call it? You're doing this thing. So you're standing on a on a plate and then doing the bands and then you can do chest and then uh, this morning I did um, triceps and um, different parts of the body and it takes about 15 minutes a day but just go on our website, X3, and check it out and get yourself one of these guys. Detoxification is key here and you, I don't think it's... Um, I don't think you want to do it without sweating. Uh, saunas are a wonderful way to do that. We have a great sauna. It's only, let's see, 1295 in the lower 48. We ship them all over the world. So if you live out in Steve, Steve is in Denmark or Canada, usually a couple hundred bucks extra. And the only way to get this price is to email me, Patrick, at one radio 
RadioNetwork.com. Patrick at OneRadioNetwork.com. Twelve ninety-five. Email me. And finally, before back to Steve, we are uh, we love this product. It is a shower filter. So if you're in the city and on street water, you want to get that yuck stuff out. This is the best shower filter ever. Ever. It gets more yuck stuff out of your shower than any shower filter we know on the earth plane. Anyone. It's called Omica Organics. You uh, switch it out every 18 months. He didn't want to put any filters in there, he said, Rafi, because he wanted to use the entire um, uh, casing to do the filtering. It's a wonderful uh, shower filter, so it's very important to have good water. And you know, we, we know how to do it to drink it, but then this guy... You take a shower in it, and as you know, that soaks in and does all the things. So you want to have your water as clean as possible. So right on the website, check it out. Check it out. Broadcasting from the beautiful hill country in Texas, this is OneRadioNetwork.com. We are graced to have the lovely and talented Steve Falconer with us of Space <laughs> Busters. How long have you been doing Space Busters? It's 2016? 2016? I think we're, it's, I want to say five years, but the last two years went, to me. <laughs> it man. could be seven now. I don't know, man. Wow. It's like those last two years just made everything seem longer. At least five years, but no more than seven. I, I think about 2018, maybe, yeah. Wow. And how many videos are up on Space Busters YouTube? Oh, God, yeah, I don't. Well, there's a lot on our old YouTube. We still have a YouTube channel. There's a lot we didn't move over to BitChute. We we had to move to BitChute because um, when this all happened, the COVID crap, uh, and I started switching to germ movies instead of we we were doing all kinds of weird crap: comets, cataclysms, you know, uh, resets, mud floods, yeah. ether. Yeah, real crazy out there stuff. <laughs> um, then I started posting. Um, I met Andy Kaufman, and we made a movie together. And I got a permanent ban from YouTube for that permanent. Uh, Usually when we get a YouTube ban, it's like for three months you can't post. They, they were like, that's one strike. Two more, you're out. Then I posted one of Andy's talks that he did uh, on a big screen at London or Denmark. I can't remember where. Boom, perma strike too. So I was like, shit, man. So Ross and I, as the other space buster, we were like, well, let's go over to BitChute. There's this BitChute thing. Let's check it out. Um, so that's where most of them are now. Most of them are BitChute. Yeah, but yeah. we still have a lot of old stuff that's not on BitChute and Odyssey because we didn't transfer it over. We I think we did put them on Rumble just as a backup. Yeah. Um, so from since 2020, all of our stuff is on BitChute and Odyssey. Um, and I did. We just did a talk with Dave Weiss. I don't know if you know him, Flatter. Oh, oh Dave. yeah, he's been on. He's fun. Yeah, yeah Dave. Yeah, oh, he's yeah. great. So uh, he's we good. did. That's on our YouTube. Let us post that mm-hmm. because. Mm-hmm. Instead of saying the word virus, we say boogeyman and showed a, a graphic, you know. Uh, so we're, we're learning to talk code around YouTube's algorithms. Um, and we're catching a lot of shit from people uh, about that because we've never really come out as flat earthers. I mean, we're called space busters. This should be obvious, but um, it's really only your shows where you and I started talking about the stars and flat earth and and uh you know i got a lot of people in you and my comment sections when i reposted our talks saying steve you're great at the germs but shut the fuck up stick to (laughs) flat earth shit it's a psyop mark passio told me you know like all right so we got dave weiss on and had a good two two and a half hour uh presentation and chat about it well brother yeah i I don't know what shape it is 
But I would bet the farm, if I had one, that we ain't spinning around the sun. There's just no way, Jose. I've never seen any evidence. Yeah. Never seen any. But I don't know what shape it is. Yeah. And we don't either. And that's, that's as we said last time, huh. flat earth are just a bunch of researchers asking questions. We can tell you what it's not. We can't tell you exactly what it is. And we'd like to know and we'd like to be able to go Show and us. find out. Show us. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you said you sent... Well, we, we've never taken a picture of the earth because we have to use CGI and composites. We have to. And you're like, well, you said <laughs> you sent this Voyager thing out to go take pictures from the outside rim of the solar system. What, you didn't turn the camera around on its way out and take a real picture of earth for once? And, and then the, it wasn't the, the alleged <laughs> space station and Hubble and now this new guy. And so talk about that because we mentioned it last time you were on and I, I want to ask you another question on it, but tell folks what CGI is. In your opinion, and most of us believe that there's never been a real photo of this spinning ball surrounded by space, correct? It's all CGI. There is. There is, there is no, no, the problem is most people believe that those photos are real. Yes, sir. I understand. They believe that the blue marble right. and the other 12 pictures are real, when the guy who made the blue marble on CGI is computer-generated image. Yes. So the, these are paintings and then computer-enhanced paintings. And he even, the clouds, he cut and pasted them. You can see identical clouds. He was so lazy. He just, this is on the blue marble. He pasted to the identical cloud systems sure. and cut and paste. Now, Some the, the them, blue marble is a no-brainer, but it appears that almost anything you well, everything is, it's all CGI, isn't it? Even with this new super-duper telescope, what do they call it? Yeah, and they say they have to. Now, in, in, in the talk we had with Dave Weiss, right. um, we put in a clip um, where it was done live, on, on the radio live. They went on to NASA's website and took the, the picture they alleged they took from the Apollo mission of the Earth up above the flag, went into Photoshop right off the NASA website, put it into Photoshop and changed the gamma filter, and a red, green, blue, yellow box you came around it. the moon. You can see it. So, now, you also have to ask, in this picture, the, the Earth is like this big, way up in the air. Well, if the Earth is four times the size of the moon or, more, or six, why isn't the moon or the Earth six times the size of the moon in the sky behind the astronauts? Hmm. It's ridiculous that the moon, the Earth would be shaped smaller than we see the moon if if the earth if it's impossible or impossible you, as impossible when you were on last time you i asked you if, if something originally was a, a cgi would there be a way that they could fake it to make it look like it was a photo and you said no correct well, yeah, the, I mean, the funny thing is, and yeah, go look at the last talk we had with um See, Dave I've been Weiss looking for that. Did you did you do the thing where you show people how the CGI, how you can prove it's a CGI? Yeah, we okay. did. Yeah, it's all in there. And we also took one, they, uh, they were trying to show us the pollution that we're polluting the earth, right? So they, they took the picture of the blue marble from whatever that was, 1972 or whatever that was. Then they, they took another one from 2016 or 18. <laughs> and then the colors all changed. The clouds were identical. They took the same picture and just changed the colors to make it all look dirty and polluted. 
the clouds are identical, not even one difference. And you're like, you, you're telling me the cloud system in 1972 or whatever is the same as the cloud system in 2016 and identical? Get out of here. They just colored to change the picture to make it look like you're polluting the earth, you know, you mm. dirty bastards. You, <laughs> you all need to die. Really? So, and they keep doing this. Don't you think they it's admit this cool. is CGI? Uh, don't you think it's fun that that these balloons are starting to come out? <laughs> that was an interesting one because <clears throat> NASA's largest budget is helium. Right. That's the most thing NASA spends on is helium. Now, the satellites are are balloons and they come crashing down all the time. People find satellites with balloons attached to them crashing in their yards all the time. Um, but when you start looking at the rockets, the space shuttle launches, that's we covered that with Dave Weiss too. If you look at amateur rockets, they go, they fly up so fast, immediately they're like, gone. The space shuttle's like, <laughs> sometimes it comes back down and bounces up like a bouncy house. You're, those aren't fuel tanks. You're looking at a giant helium balloon. Really? These are balloons. Even the yeah, and we showed are, it. Yeah. Even the rockets are helium? There's rockets attached to the, the tank. The big tank is a helium balloon. They're sending a big bouncy, a children's bouncy house up in the air. Is that right? And we covered that at the end of our talk with Dave Weiss. We showed the footage and the proof that these are helium balloons. We even showed them in overinflated over one of the rockets. That's why they lift off so slow. Oh. Rockets don't live. It's like shooting a gun and, and the bullet goes. That's <laughs> not how a gun works. So you Elon Musk and, and Amazon the, and Blue, they're all helium things. Nonsense. Yeah. Well, Musk's SpaceX is shooting rocket rockets. Oh, they are. These things are going up quick, but you'll notice they instantly curve. To the right. Yeah. And then they hit something. People are saying, is that water's above in the firmament? Because they splash into something, and then all this spray comes out. And then they go, Phew, they get deflected and then fall out. Yeah. So I don't know what they're doing, but they're... And then there's CGI. Yeah, they're, that's all fake when these rockets come back and land. You'll notice they make seven or eight cuts immediately yeah. within 30 seconds after takeoff. It's like, what, you don't have a cam eight cameras on a multi-billion dollar space shuttle? You don't have cameras all over it? And I thought, then it cuts to, like, blatant CGI. <laughs> I thought it was really funny. Good. I saw, a, I saw a, a, a video from some woke guy. He's a Hollywood producer, Judd Apto or something, an award ceremony. And he was dissing Tom Cruise for not using CGI and doing all this stuff real. <laughs> he, I mean, they, they really, you know... They want to show everybody that the CGI is really the future here. This is what it's about, right? This yeah. Is, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's getting good, but NASA's still really bad at it. Yeah. Is the problem. That was a great movie, that last uh, Top Gun 2 was excellent. You know, that was it? all real cameras. I mean, he, that, in yeah. the back, and the, he, he wanted to do it right, you know? he He's a trip. Yeah. Of course, I, he, I thought it was really good. Again, they had the... You know, they when he was in the beginning of that movie when he was test flying that military plane and had to hit Mach nine or right, ten right. or whatever, right? Pretty... And they did make it they made a little crack about the curve of the earth, you know. They they always put it in oh, there. Oh, they always get it in there. Yeah, they always... Yeah. But Do... it was a great movie. I thought it was a wonderful it did movie. Well. It only made a billion and a half dollars. I mean, what the hell, you know? Gee, yeah. Do you see how much money that thing has made? Billion and Yeah, I don't go to the theaters often, but I had to go see that in the movies just on the big screen. That was great. Was it great? <laughs> Uh, this is from Linda. Can you please um, 
comment to Steve on why worked, why the Dr. Brownstein protocol worked for my niece. Dr. B's protocol of high-dose vitamin C, high-dose D, high-dose A helped her pull through symptoms that made her feel like she was dying. She also nebulized food-grade hydrogen peroxide with a couple drops of blue gauze iodine. Dr. B's first approach is to use nutrition to support the body. Yeah, because that assists healing. That That's not ivermectin and that's not hydroxychloroquine. It's not killing um, anything. Now, you, you do have to watch out with sin. There's a big debate over the body can create its own vitamins. So there's a problem with synthetic vitamins and stuff. But it is true. There are things that work. And this is what Andy Kaufman was talking about on this debate with with artists and, and Tom Cowan and Andy and, and Monzo. There are a lot of things we when I say we, I don't mean me, but the medical profession does. It just works. And they, they can't say exactly why. <laughs> they just know that it does, you know. Um, like Tom Cowan was saying, tarantula bites and bee stings help with MS. Nobody knows why. It just does. These yeah. are toxins. They shouldn't work. Yeah. Um, so you can assist your body in healing. Like, that's fine if you want to use iodine and mineral cell salts. You know, I use mineral cell salts daily so I don't have to get sick. I never get sick um, because I have all the tissue cell salts. So there's a big difference between assisted healing and suppression. Now, if you think about this, you've got garbage in your lungs, in your nasal passage, mucus is coming out, boogers. Your body wants to runny nose or to cough or even vomit if you have to in the stomach. Mm -hmm. Now, why would you take a nasal spray that stops you? Oh, my nose is running and I can't go to work because there's boogers dripping down my nose. Well, the reason there's boogers dripping down your nose is it's trying to get toxins out through mucus. That's why your nose is running. When you're feeling really good walking around in the summer, you don't have boogers running down your nose because you're healthy. So the last thing you want to do is take suppressant medicines, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. You can take accelerants. This is like castor oil. Now, if you've got a bad stomach or constipation or, you know, something needs to come out. Oh, baby. <laughs> yeah, you, you don't, if you've got a runny nose, you want something that will help runny nose. You'd be better off eating a lot of cayenne pepper instead of trying to stop the boogers you'd be better off eating a crap load of cayenne pepper and trying to produce more of it to run out quicker. I think that's correct. Right? Yeah, I think that's right. So what she's talking about is correct. It's now we can get into an argument over synthetic vitamins or whatever, but it's the same. Personally, most of the doctors I know are recommending you take natural vitamin C, not synthetic. You don't want that. Um, but I've seen it work that you can give people high doses of even the synthetic and it does do something. I don't know why. So yeah, it's very care. People have to be careful. You want to assist your healing if you're going to do anything at all. You do not want to hinder or suppress anything. Right, right. now, ivermectin, if you go watch that film I made about it, it is an enzyme suppressant and it ruins a multiple number of systems in the body. Well, the, yeah, your fever and your cough and your, uh, you know, your runny nose and your diarrhea and all that, that is your body trying to expel toxins that it's released from your tissue. 
So yes, the ivermectin will stop those symptoms. It will. But you have to stop calling symptoms sickness. People have to get this out of your head. Symptoms are healing. They are not the illness. Diarrhea is not an illness. The shit in your body that's causing you to have to diarrhea it out is the illness, right? right? So you don't take diarrhea suppressants, you know, you don't you don't want to stop your diarrhea. Oh, well, I could die from dehydration. You're like, there was a comedian, I can't remember, he said like, not if you drink water. <laughs> For example, you and go then down. your body's like, well, let's put it out through the nose, then this this idiot, you know, just took emodium or whatever. To, now I can't even take a dump. So let's put it out through the, the through the boogers. And, and then you're like, well, I'm going to put some nasal suppressants up there. So now it can't come out, you know, and uh, and then it's like, okay, well, this idiot just did this. Now let's try to, let's put it into the lungs and try to cough it out. And now you take a cough suppressant like Robitussin because you're like, I can't sleep because I'm coughing at night. It's like, why do you think you're coughing at night? Yeah. What are you coughing out? Like, wh wh what? Magic water? You're, you're coughing out poison, you know? Folks go down now to you Mexico. Block that yeah. with ammonium, and now you start to fever because your body's like, all right, this yeah, idiot now blocked my butt, my nose, and my lungs. Fever is the last thing to do. And what do you do? You take an aspirin. To get rid of the fever. And yeah. stop the fever. <laughs> Many people go down to Mexico, and they drink a little water or something or salad. And they get a microbe that the body's not used to. First thing you do, you just start diarrhea to get rid of it, and then you, the body's used to it, and you never yeah. you never have to worry about it again. It's it's fun. You're not going to die of dehydration unless if you drink water while you're doing it. You're going to die. Diarrhea will kill you if you live in Ethiopia or the Sudan with no water around. Then yeah. If you're if you don't have a water supply, you will die of dehydration. On this, but you live in the you live in the first world. You're not going to die unless you don't drink water. Steve Falconer is with us. If you'd like to uh, join this show, Patrick at OneRadioNetwork.com. Steve, we had a fellow on yesterday, a good friend of mine, Doctor Richard Massey, is an MD that's been defrocked, and he does bl blood stuff. Right, he looks at the blood, live blood, and people came to him, and he uses ultraviolet light to help them feel better. And he showed me on the, the live blood where uh, the, 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 the cells just kind of split up. And he said that these exosomes in the body are trying to heal it and put them back together. So I said, well, we don't believe that there's any germ. Why would ultraviolet light to this lady's email help her feel better? He said, well, it just helps the body to heal. It's not killing anything. It just helps the body healing process because it does, yes. and he doesn't know why. He doesn't know why. Well, we, we are light beings, and people should really, um, if you look into the ancient science, uh, the Egyptian science of Atum, all is Atum, A-T-U-M. Mm -hmm. And go look at uh, Santos Bonacci. I don't know if you've oh. ever had Santos. Oh, he's been on the show several times. He's a trip. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, so he's got a YouTube channel called Mr. Astro Theology, mm -hmm. and he's recently done four really good ones. He's in the old days, people couldn't understand his lectures. It's just way too out there. Um, Santos recently has honed his game and his four most recent lectures are finally understandable to an average oh, person. Excellent. This is on YouTube on YouTube. Yeah, he's just put them out within the last six months. So oh, I would recommend yeah. people go look at these. Um, he's Behind him is a whiteboard, 
and then behind that is like a I don't know, like an Indian looking blanket with weird, you know, like <laughs> Indian looking shit around it. Um, and, and they're not all in a row, unfortunately. He, you have to kind of look for the four. There's an intro, then there's one about how words and language work into this, then there's one about toroidal field systems, then there's one about like my last film, which is how the biology fits in. Hmm. Um, so yeah, you have to understand this. So once you start to understand toroidal field mechanics and light, the energy of light mm -hmm. a, a dielectric plane of black still when light's not moving it's still light it's black it doesn't move and it's it's in a state of rest inertia rest when light moves because of magnetism it turns white hmm. and they go around a toroidal field like this and the movement the friction of the two create blue shift red shift this is walter russell's work they start creating the color spectrum between blue and red and all the colors in between and what we call physical. And there's two things happening. You have the waves go divergent outside of the bottom of the plane in redshift, ra, red, radiation, radiation, red, radiation. And they create divergent means out. So when you when you have the shits or you you, you are diverging, right? then then this energy it can't go far because it always has to come back to the dielectric central plane so it can't go out infinitely this is a toroidal field or a donut so it comes around then it makes a blue shift it turns into blue energy and then it's centripetal it comes inward hmm. and comes back to the plane right so centripetal is not your washing machine when you wash your washer and your jeans fly out and stick to the edge that centrifugal force they want to go out that's ra radiation then that same energy wave or magnetic wave comes around and wants to go into the center again and round and round and round they go all is atum the adam adam a-d-a-m adam in the bible adam and eve red shift blue shift atoms now they're not teaching us properly what protons electrons and neutrons are atoms in a sense are toroidal fields but they don't have these little particles called electrons, protons, and neutrons. You've got the dielectric neutral field in the middle. You've got the positive and the negative charge, the red shift, blue shift. That's what your protons and electrons are. You've got electric, you have magnetism and, and, and electricity coming out of it. And then you, you call it yin and yang, the Chinese. There's so many names for all this, right? That's what the yin and yang is. This is Jesus and Mary, Adam and Eve. There's like a million stories for this in every culture. Um, now I got sidetracked. <laughs> That's right. We were talking we about the light. Up. We were talking about the light. The too. light, yeah. yeah. So, so it's all light. All is light. It's all light. Everything's light. So we, we have that in Scandinavia here. There's a lot of depression up here because in the wintertime, it gets dark for longer in the day than down in you know where you're at um in the summer we have very long days it gets dark around 11 at night but in the winter it's it's dark here really early and they have the same they have these machines where people sit for you know 20 minutes to an hour a day looking into this light wow and the eyes and it activates the whole system and yeah they they feel better 